it's one of those warm and almost sticky days here in the middle of June in Bloomington, Illinois. Thankfully, we have the privilege of cold air conditioning here in our building at Bible Tracks Incorporated. I can say air conditioning is not just a luxury for our staff, but it also helps to protect the paper of our most valuable commodities. What is that, you ask? Well, it's the paper that makes up our tracks. I hope you have the enjoyment of air conditioning where you are. If not, though, I'm sorry. But hopefully this broadcast will take your mind off the heat of the day. Speaking of the weather, I'd like to share a few weather facts with you. I do have a purpose for this. Just hang on just a moment. Did you know the naming of hurricanes and tropical storms officially began in 1953. Did you know, for each minute of the day, one billion tons of rain falls on the earth? Did you know that the fastest speed a falling raindrop can hit you is 18 miles per hour? Now, you may be asking, why am I giving you weather facts today? Well, it's because I want to point out some similarities that our ministry, Bible Tracks Incorporated, has to the United States Postal Service's unofficial creed. You may be familiar with these words. It says this, Neither snow nor rain, nor heat nor gloom of night stays these couriers from the swift completion of their appointed rounds. You know, we here at BTI have a responsibility to the gospel that far overshadows the inconveniences of the weather. Our goal, until the Lord comes back, is to do our best to put the gospel into people's hands in the form of gospel tracts. We actually just received some correspondence not too long ago from someone that sent us a piece of mail with a small donation. I want to say thank you so much for you giving of your personal finances to our ministry to this person. But here's what they wrote. They said they first heard evangelist Paul Levine in the early 1970s over WDAC from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. They said his tracks, meaning Paul Levine's tracks, have followed him, this person that wrote in, through the military and all along the East Coast. They said, thank you in Christ. They tagged their letter with this reference, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says this, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. We so greatly appreciate people that would take of their own time and put some time, effort, and energy into writing us a note like that. Thank you so much. We would love to hear from you, our listeners. Do you have a question, a comment, a concern, maybe even a criticism? I found that there is always a little bit of truth in every criticism. And so I'd love to hear from you. You can get a hold of us at the conclusion of the program. Our announcer will be on with all sorts of ways that you can contact us. We'd love to hear from you. Now, let's turn our attention to a particular track that has been very recently redesigned. It's called The Best I Can. I love the redesign of this track. It shows a roiling 
ocean with the words, the best I can kind of coming in and out of the water. And it's just a very nice design that's been put together by our operations manager, Austin Marriott, and it catches the eye, but on the inside has some thought-provoking ideas for us. Imagine, if you would, someone standing by New York Harbor and them suddenly declaring out loud, I'm going to swim to London, and then throwing themselves into the water with the intention, ill-intentioned if you would, to try to swim from New York to London. Do you think they would be successful? Even if they believed that they were doing the best they could? Can I tell you, friend, just as foolish as that might be, so is the attempt to go to heaven under the guise of doing the best I can. The best I can, the best you can, the best that we can, will never be enough to gain us entry into heaven. And that is what this simple track called The Best I Can points out to us. We'd love to send you some of this track or any of the 40 different tracks that we currently have in stock. We'd love to send them to you for free. We're constantly either printing tracks, taking receipt of recently printed tracks, or in the process of placing another order for more tracks so that we can distribute them completely free of charge to people just like you. If you'd like to, you can visit our website, BibleTracksInc.org. That's B-I-B-L-E. T-R-A-C-T-S-I-N-C dot org. Again, the announcer at the conclusion of the program will be on if you miss that web address to give you our contact information. That brings us now to our Bible study. And I so greatly appreciate the fact that you would take of your time to join me in opening your Bibles to the book of Galatians. We've been here for the past months and we look forward to what God is going to do with the remainder of our time in the book of Galatians. I'll give you just a moment. Grab your Bible. Turn to the book of Galatians, chapter number 4. Galatians 4, and we will pick up in verse number 19. would like to supply just a little bit of context. I'll be completely transparent. Before I read our text verses for today, verses 24, 25, 26, and 27, the first time I read through them, it took me a moment for it to really make sense. It took me a while to wrap my head around what was being said. And so, for a bit of context, so we're not just jumping in cold, let's go back to verse number 19. We'll read verse number 19 through 27. Begin with me, if you would, there. Galatians 4, 19, my little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. I desire to be present with you now and to change my voice, for I stand in doubt of you. Tell me, ye that desire to be under the law, do ye not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondmaid, the other by a free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman was born after the flesh, but he of the free woman was by promise, which things are an allegory. For these are the two covenants, the one from the Mount Sinai, which gendereth to bondage, which is Agar or Hagar. For this Agar is Mount Sinai in Arabia, and answereth to Jerusalem, which now is, and is in bondage with her children. But Jerusalem, which is above, is free, 
which is the mother of us all. For it is written, Rejoice, thou barren that bearest not. Break forth and cry, thou that travailest not. For the desolate hath many more children than she which hath an husband. Now, I know if you were just listening to what was being said there, this short passage from the Bible, I can completely understand if a little bit of that went straight over your head, if it took a little bit for that to soak in. And so for these next few moments, I've purposely left us a little bit extra time today to expound on what Paul is saying to the people of the churches of Galatia. If you recall, in verses 21, 22, and 23, Paul has done a light framework, has sketched a light framework of the historical context between Abraham, Sarah's handmaid Hagar, and Sarah herself. One, the bondmaid, the handwoman. The other, the mother of the child of promise. And he relates these two people to Mount Sinai and the earthly Jerusalem. And then the child of promise, the mother Sarah, she who was until God allowed her to have a child, related her to Mount Zion. He mentions in verse number 24, which things are an allegory. For these are the two, what? Covenants. Two different promises representing two different things. The first covenant representing enslavement. Understand here that Paul is drawing an allegory again back to, and I've said it many times throughout this study, the juxtaposition of law and liberty, enslavement and freedom. What he's doing now is summarizing in one word, enslavement, the idea of the law and the seed of Hagar, the bondwoman. You see here this parallel between legalism and Hagar and Mount Sinai, where the Mosaic covenant was really enacted, that earthly Jerusalem from where the legalists, those Judaizers had come, or at least where they drew their supposed authority. Yes, of course, it was the world center of Judaism and legalism and all those things. You understand, Paul was strongly steeped in those things. He recognized every little trick. He understood what they were trying to do with this bondage of the flesh. Paul can tie it all together, and he's trying to convey this to these young, in the faith, simple Galatians. These young baby Christians, Paul is trying to ward off the attacks of these satanic legalists. I mentioned that there are two covenants. The first, representing Hagar, Mount Sinai, the law, enslavement. The second, represented by Sarah, that previously barren woman, represented by the new Jerusalem, and summed up in one word, emancipation, the heavenly Jerusalem. You see, in Galatians, Paul sees a parallel between the freedom that we have in Christ and the birth of Isaac. Remember, he mentions in verse number 24, the allegory that he's conveying here. He's done everything he can through sarcasm, through wit, through some anger and irritation, through just laying out the facts. And now he turns to allegory. And he uses the story of Abraham and Hagar and Ishmael and Sarah and Isaac. And he's trying to convey once and for all this thought of law versus liberty. Here's the issue, my friend. Here's the decision point 
that the Galatians are being brought to, and if I may be so bold, the decision that I would like to put to you, my listener, today. Would you like to choose enslavement or emancipation? You see, the decision is solely yours. You cannot rely on me as your radio host of Bible Track Echoes to make the decision for you. The decision to follow Christ and emancipation and freedom cannot be made as a group. It is a singular decision that must be made by you personally. May I ask you today, are you trusting your works and hoping your way to heaven? Or have you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ? It's a heavy question. I would love to hear your answer. Please contact us. The announcer will be on in just a moment so that you may know how. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.